Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a supporter of fair drug policy. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 2019, Denver became the first city in the United States to decriminalize psilocybin mushrooms, or magic mushrooms. This is a natural hallucinogenic fungus that is often used recreationally, but recently, some doctors have studied its potential use in treating headaches, anxiety, depression, and other conditions. Let's learn more about the impact of drug decriminalization. Denver decriminalized mushrooms by a very slim margin. 50.6% of voters chose to pass ballot initiation 301, which directs law enforcement not to prosecute people for their possession of the drug. However, selling the substance remains illegal. Mushrooms are still classified as a Schedule I controlled substance. This means that according to the Drug Enforcement Administration, or DEA, it has a high potential for abuse and is not currently accepted for use in widespread medical treatment. These substances shouldn't be treated lightly. Mushrooms cause hallucinations, which some people seek out in recreational or spiritual contexts, but for others, it can produce extreme anxiety and paranoia. Researchers are investigating the use of psilocybin in treating cancer patients who suffer from anxiety and depression, but there's still a lot we don't know about that substance. According to the 2018 National Survey on Drug Use and Health, more than 11% of people in the United States use an illicit drug. Over half of people reported using an illegal drug or using a prescription drug non-medically at some point in their life. In the 80s, the Los Angeles Police Department created the prevention program Drug Abuse Resistance Education, also known as D.A.R.E. The program encouraged young people to lead a drug-free life and just say no. But in 2009, statisticians found that teens who participated in D.A.R.E. were just as likely to use drugs as those who weren't a part of the program. So essentially, this program accomplished nothing. As it turns out, when you tell teens not to do something, it doesn't actually make them any less curious. Instead, many drug safety advocates promote drug education that gives young people a more holistic look at the effects of drugs. So we know that people use drugs, and we know that fear-mongering prevention programs like D.A.R.E. don't work. This is why decriminalization emerged as a great strategy in mitigating the negative effects of drug use. First of all, drug-related arrests feed into the racist system of mass incarceration. People of color have been disproportionately arrested for using drugs like marijuana, which is now legal for recreational use in 16 states and Washington, D.C. Why ruin people's lives and subject them to a harmful, traumatizing system for doing something that is rapidly becoming legal? Drug use is not the same as drug abuse, and not all drugs are created equal, even if they're classified under Schedule 1. But for those who are dealing with dependence on highly addictive, dangerous substances like heroin, opioids, or methamphetamine, drug decriminalization can be a form of harm reduction. 
This approach treats drug use as a public health issue rather than a criminal offense. Putting people in prison for using drugs doesn't help anyone. So by removing legal consequences for drug possession, more people are actually likely to seek help. There's no reason why someone should suffer because they were afraid to go to the hospital. But back to mushrooms. Since Denver decriminalized possession of psilocybin in 2019, the cities of Oakland and Santa Cruz, California, and Somerville and Cambridge, Massachusetts, have done the same. It also makes sense that Denver holds such a historic spot in the movement to decriminalize mushrooms. The state of Colorado was one of the first to legalize medical and recreational marijuana use, and after legalization, the rate of youth marijuana use decreased. These trends show that when drug policy is more relaxed, it actually accomplishes the goal of lessening drug use and making it safer for everyone. Even though deaths related to drugs like marijuana and mushrooms are extremely rare, they should still be treated with immense care and safety. Maybe in a few years, we'll see psilocybin become more common in medical contexts, in the same way that now marijuana is used in many medical treatments, but it's impossible to discuss the legalization of drugs without acknowledging the United States' problem with mass incarceration. The best way to treat drug abuse and addiction is by seeking medical help, not by being punished in the carceral system. If you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, you can call the confidential SAMHSA National Hotline at 1-800-662-4357. Now let's talk about music. Today, in 2005, Gwen Stefani hit number one on the American Billboard charts with her single, Hollow Back Girl. For the former No Doubt star, this marked a strong start to her solo career. This song, which taught every millennial how to spell bananas, was a single from Stefani's debut album, Love, Angel, Music, Baby. Even though the song remains an earworm, over 15 years later, it was Stefani's only number one hit. Isn't that B-A-N-A-N-A-S? And for today's music fact, we have a special guest. Aurora is here to talk about the release of a new version of her brilliant single, Runaway. Hello guys, I am Aurora and I am very honored that Runaway has um, has been living its best life recently and that people have opened up their hearts to my song. Um, I think Runaway was the second song I ever wrote, so it's a very old song for me, even though it might be young for many of you. And it's about how often I see people keep their pain inside of them and how we often tend to run away from the people we love rather than asking for help. And I think that's a very sad but sadly true fact about people in this world. And I guess the point is that um, I think we should all be better at asking for help and letting the people that cares for us help us. Um, Stay safe and kisses and hugs. (laughs) Bye. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to go into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a May 7th in my life. Oh, this is kind of cool. So I found some photos here of a project that I was a part of in my senior seminar in high school called U.S. and the Middle East. I actually took this class because I had the option to take a bunch of different seminars in my final year of high school, and I chose to take two history seminars surrounding Latin America and the Middle East, two places that I think as a person I definitely held a lot of blind spots around and didn't really have that much information. 
So this project was basically a initiative for my class to help a group of people in Fresno, California, um, who had emigrated from the Middle East. And so what my group did and we worked on was making graphic images to express cultural norms that maybe were different for people to understand when they were moving into a house in a place like Fresno, California. So our goal was to make drawings that could represent kind of the cultural norms exactly. So like maybe a no smoking sign or no loud music during night or taking off your shoes when you enter the house or asking to pet an animal. So in my photo library here, I have a bunch of different graphics that I drew up with people to help express those ideas in a visual way that maybe would help with people if there was a language barrier between groups. So that's something that I did in May 7th of 2018. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.